0: Welcome back to the pod, episode 23. Last episode, it was like 5 p.m. Now it's not bright and early, but this is the earliest I've ever done a show, I feel like. It's 8.45, and I got some things planned this weekend, and I was like, now's a good time to get it done. And I'm just, I'm feeling good this morning. A little bit sleepy, have matcha. Again, this is kind of funny. I guess we're coming full circle, and I didn't even realize it till now. Taking another little sippy, just like we started last epi. Lovely. There's so many chords going on, which it's the same number of chords that are always here. But for some reason this morning, they feel like a lot and they're overwhelming me. But I had such a great meditation this morning. I've been loving. Wait, I'm going to share with you guys what it is because I've been vibing with guided meditations these days. And I found this YouTube channel. It's She's very big. It's Boho Beautiful Yoga. Boho Beautiful Yoga. And she has different meditations. And this morning I did the best morning meditation, 15 minutes through a perfect day. And she has like 10 minute ones or 15 minute ones. And I just have really been enjoying them for whatever reason. Basically it led me into, I just felt really, really grateful during my session this morning. And specifically it got to a point where I was kind of emotional about it. Like I just was like, Whoa, I'm so grateful to be doing life with me and I know that sounds weird and I know that people usually say that about their romantic partner plot twist I'm in a relationship with myself but like we really all are in a relationship with ourselves this isn't what this episode is about this is just my gratitude but I just was feeling really thankful to be able to do life with me I guess and like I really see myself as two different people I know I've mentioned that before and maybe I'll do that a whole episode on that but I just truly feel like there's two like I feel like there's me, like my consciousness, my awareness, and then my body and like my avatar, if that makes sense. So it's like, I guess I was just feeling so thankful that like I chose this avatar and not only just my body, but just like my mind, like me as a person. I just was really thankful for like who I am, I guess, and that I'm able to, that my consciousness is able to do life with my mind and my body in this lifetime. Because, you know, I'm truly, we're our own life partner and that like really hit me even louder and it just was very amplified to me during this meditation this morning and I just was like, damn, I'm really happy. I'm glad that I chose me, which is actually like a really powerful thing now that I think about it and I feel even grateful to get to a point in my spiritual and self-love journey that I truly feel that way about myself and my relationship with myself. But it's very true and I feel grateful to feel that way. So that's my gratitude for today. For this episode we're going to be talking about all about relationship with food and I didn't realize until I kind of sat down for a minute and just reflected on this episode in the direction that I wanted to take it and outlining it until that like I realized whoa I actually I didn't realize how much I needed this episode I guess in the past and I I know that there's, especially lately, I've gotten a lot of comments from younger girls, like 16, 17, 18-year-olds, and I'm still young, right? I'm 22. I'm going to be 23 pretty soon here, but, and it's the 23rd, and it's episode 23! Whoa, it's the 23rd as I'm filming this right now, and it's episode 23. That's not that cool, but, like, I think it's cool, and I'm turning 23 in, like, a couple months, but anyways... What I was trying to say is that just like that age, I just, that's when I started this whole journey, this health journey. I wasn't really into mental health yet, but like my eating and my training, I started it when I was around like 16, 17 years old and I just know how much of like an impressionable time it is in life especially with building your foundational relationship with these practices and with these health tools and things like that and I just I know it can be very tricky and confusing and it's easy to overthink it all and I just again, thinking back to where I was and everything I went went through since I was 16 or 17 till this point to learn, like I just want to help you guys as much as I can and help tell you guys what I've learned up to this point to help hopefully help you guys kind of skip over, you know, any toxic phases, I guess, if you will, with your eating and training and things like that. And I, I just am trying to say I know it's a difficult time, especially when you guys are in high school and things like that. And there's just different that's where I feel like fads or like different fad diets are tried and you feel this pressure to be a certain body image and all that sort of stuff like especially as you're developing and maturing and going through your whole puberty and all that sort of stuff like I just know it can be hard and a lot to dissect to navigate to figure out and I just really hope this episode can kind of bring you guys some clarity and more direction Um, because the goal is to always have a healthy relationship and a healthy view with all of these things. At the end of this, at the end of the day, quote unquote, eating healthy, training, all that sort of stuff is to help us live our healthiest, best life. And it's ironic that a lot of unhealthy and toxic tendencies come out of trying to partake in these quote-unquote healthy practices if it gets out of hand mentally and that's something that I really learned the hard way Um, and so I guess that will just take us right into my kind of background with my relationship with food so I never was diagnosed with an eating disorder I still would never say that I struggled with an eating disorder even even if it wasn't diagnosed I guess what I'm trying to say but I definitely did I was so freaking strict with my fitness journey at one point in time with my training with my eating I Was super harsh super strict super rigid with it and I guess to go back even further growing up My family was you know, my mom was a bodybuilder. My dad was a gym rat He still is and my dad is an extremist and no one like understands I'm, like my dad's crazy. Everyone's like haha like same (laughs) Or, or like they just think it's a joke Which like I love him to death and like he's genuinely is one of my actual best friends today but he just, he's very extreme. So growing up, he just was very strict about our diet. Like even when we were in, this is going to sound so toxic and like, it kind of was questionable, but like, I feel okay to share it because a lot of people's relationship with food branches and stems from their, you know, the way they were raised or what they saw with their childhood or with their parents their parents relationship with their food any childhood trauma like there's a lot of trauma childhood trauma surrounded around people's relationship with food that I feel like is not spoken about a lot or enough and that's why people today as they get older still struggle with food so I feel like it's worth I guess speaking about my childhood to hope maybe help you guys reflect on what the food situation was in your home the example of your parents and their relationship with food, because that could have definitely instilled some deep rooted subconscious beliefs within you that if you reflect on that, will help you guys gain the awareness to then be able to dive in, heal those traumas, you know, think and analyze those subconscious beliefs and, you know, you go in and choose if you want to accept those beliefs or not, I feel like will be very powerful and will help you heal the relationship with food today if you're really struggling. So for me, it was always super strict my I remember like in elementary school I don't even know if they still make them anymore like the 100 calorie snack packs like I remember my dad would say like oh you could take one I had a whole other lunch like with it but we would basically more of the story is like we were eating controlled calories from a very young age like I was very aware of this is lower calories so quote-unquote this should be better for me like I didn't know like that whole thing and like also because the era my dad was in as well like when he started his quote unquote fitness journey you know that was when it was kind of the thing of like low fat the better like people would buy low fat things all the time and so that was kind of he was doing the best he could with the information he had so like I still remember we would buy things that were low fat and all that sort of stuff and so honestly to be 100% honest because I have two older sisters I'm surprised that like no none of the three of us developed like an actual trigger warning, but eating disorder, I just am surprised. I, I It would make sense for one of us to kind of come out with being raised in such a calorie conscious environment that we just didn't, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, damn, like props to us for still holding our own, I guess. But it was never to the point, I don't want to concern anyone. Like it was never to the point that I guess was very toxic in terms of like my dad commenting on what we were eating but like it definitely was a conversation and we definitely were aware of what we were eating and all that sort of stuff like definitely more than the average kid should have had to be around like we were around a lot of diet talk calorie talk eating healthy don't have the cake that sort of thing And so I think that kind of set me up to feeling like I needed to be super strict when I finally had my own. And like when I went off to college and was like making my own food choices, I definitely had that instilled belief that like, Ice cream is not good for you. You should not be eating ice cream, et cetera, et cetera. You know where I'm going with this. So it led me to be very strict. Throughout college, my freshman year of college, that's when it was the worst, I guess, or the, yeah, the worst, I would say. Like I was training six days a week, non-negotiable, pretty much like to the max and the most intense that I could train without it being like super over the top like I knew that you needed a rest day let's put it that way so I had the grace to give myself one rest day a week training the six other days very hard um I incorporated hit training on top of those weight training sessions eventually and I remember like the whole first year like I never got ice cream for the dining hall. I never got pizza. I never got the pasta like it was always chicken brown rice or turkey burger with a whole wheat bun always oatmeal like a turkey sandwich on wheat bread uh, like just the very classic like I just was very very strict all the time and it led me to if anything I had incor- like classify it I'm also realizing how much I say like I need to work on using less filler of words but I realized that it was more so orthorexia is what I would have categorized it if anything I just really was very consumed and anxious about always making quote-unquote healthy clean choices which at the time that meant whole wheat starchy carbs Or whole grain starchy carbs healthy fats and a lean protein and fruit and vegetables obviously but like that was the only thing that is what I deemed as clean and healthy at the time and I still remember there was a point in time which I guess was the closest to when I realized like whoa like maybe this is getting to an obsessive point I remember there was a time where I because I would keep some snacks in my dorm because we had a mini fridge I'd keep like Greek yogurt some fruit in there etc and I would have like this snack at night. It would be like Greek yogurt with dark chocolate chips, almonds. It was so good. My dad always would eat it and it was so freaking good. It's still great to this day. I just don't really eat a lot of dairy. But there was a point in time where I was eating chocolate chips and almonds just together by the handful And there was just a point in time I constantly remember this. I just couldn't stop eating them. Like I just was sitting, I was standing by the edge of my bed because I still felt hungry. I think this is when I was trying to go into my first cut. And it was the first time I had felt like hunger for the first time in a while because before that I was bulking. So I was just always eating. But I just remember I was just eating them and eating them and I just remember feeling like oh my gosh I can't stop and that was like the first time I ever had that feeling and that really was stemming from me restricting previously a because I was on a cut and b because I just had I didn't let myself have any ice cream or pizza or anything like that for like that whole year when I was there and especially being in that like freshman college environment when like that was the thing order pizza Domino's pizza when you're when everyone's drunk at 2 a.m. like I wouldn't I rarely drank my freshman year of college as well because I thought it was bad. Like I just was so, I just was trying so hard to be perfect and be as healthy as I can be because I, I was that way with everything. Like when I was obviously also in school, I wanted to do the best that I could in school. So I felt like that was the same thing. I wanted to do the best that I could with my training and with my eating. And that just kind of, I had no grace with myself. I had no forgiveness with myself. I had no grace. Like I just... Had to be perfect all the time and it just was very consuming and then it kind of got to a point where I was like, whoa, is this actually getting out of hand and is too much? And I remember telling my friend Joanna that because I also knew that, you know, too much of anything could be too bad. I just never thought that I was in that category and I remember telling her like, I think this is getting a little out of hand, like I had my first experience with feeling very actually, I had the awareness of being like, whoa, I'm feeling very obsessive about this lifestyle. And I remember being open with her and talking about that. And that kind of, that awareness kind of started to lay the foundation for me, like gaining a new perspective on everything. So that was kind of my history relationship with food. Since that point, I kind of had worked on you know having more grace with myself and like letting myself have more treats cuz it got to the point where like at holidays i wouldn't let myself have any have anything like I, I remember at easter my grandma is like a huge baker it's like a huge joke in my dad's side of the family for us to just have treats like save room for dessert for din- like during dinner my grandma would always say that if we're eating dinner like save room for dessert all that sort of stuff and i just remember even going to those events and stuff and like seeing my family and I wouldn't want to eat anything because again I thought it was quote-unquote bad like I thought I was doing the right thing by not eating them and that was kind of the point of it all is like I thought I was doing the right thing looking back now I just am like bro so whatever okay so that was kind of my history with the relationship with food it just got very extreme in terms of trying to be perfect and eating healthy all the time 24 7 so now I wanted to kind of share things that helped me and changed my view on it because relationship with food it completely is 100% mental like in what I've learned it really is so mental and so these perspective shifts has really freaking helped me so the first thing is to not categorize foods there are no foods that are good or bad and seeing that has super like that viewpoint has changed things tenfold for me because like I said I thought like pizza ice cream all that sort of stuff that quote-unquote junk food was bad for me and it was going to like directly inherently excuse me, inherit my health, like hinder my health. And that just made me so anxious around food. That was the biggest thing. It would make me feel anxious around food because I would see ice cream and be like, oh, that looks so good and so appealing. And I know it tastes so good, but I can't have it because I know that's really bad for my health. Like that's a no food. And that just would make me feel so anxious and would also make me want it more. And then it would lead me to like overthinking about food and constantly having food based thoughts, which is kind of that obsessive thing like I was talking about previously. Like you shouldn't have to go your whole day thinking about food constantly. It just shouldn't be, it it doesn't, it's just a waste of energy and an investment in your energy that you shouldn't need to make. So now if anything, I just see food as more nutritious and less nutritious. And seeing it in that way has again, helped me to rid myself of the anxious anxiety-ridden thoughts around food, but has also helped to give me clarity of choosing actually a food that is best for me in terms of my body, what makes me feel good, you know, what's fueling me, what isn't fueling me in the moment, what's serving me in the moment, what isn't serving me in the moment. So like, for example, ice cream still tastes good. It's not a no food. It's not a food that's off limits for me. It's a food that I'm fully have the full freedom to have. However, if it's something that's like after a workout, if I'm, you know, wanting to feel good in my day, sometimes I'm like ice cream. It's going to taste great for sure. But is this fueling me and nourishing me in the moment when, it's, when I know that I haven't eaten? You know what I mean? Like I need a meal right now. Is ice cream going to nourish me and make me feel going to give me the energy? Probably not. So I'm going to go with, you know, this really nourishing salad with a bunch of greens, a lot of colors. got my protein, healthy fats, some carbs in there. That's what's going to make me feel good. That's what's going to nourish me. And that's what's kind of giving me the clarity to actually want to make the choice to have the salad because I know it's going to fuel me and I know it's going to nourish me. And that's also a key, a key which I'm going to continue to get into in this episode. It's kind of about you making the choice of what you want I, it's just I don't know. It's making the choice of aligning with what you want in the moment is what's going to make it easier for you to make that choice because it's what you genuinely want. Right. So in that moment, choosing a food that you see is actually nutritious is what's going to make you naturally want to choose that salad, quote unquote, or whatever the, the Buddha bowl over the ice cream. And that's so powerful when you're choosing things that you actually want, because a, it's in alignment with your intuition, with your actual desire But it makes you feel like you're not doing anything against your will. Because when you feel like you're doing something against your will, the decision sucks. It feels like a drag. It feels like a chore. So that's been such a freaking key to me. So then... Next thing I have here written down is have everything in moderation, which I know is so cliche. I kind of almost don't like when I say it, but it's very true. I have sweets every single solitary day, like genuinely every day I have sweets. And not only like will it be healthier, like for example, like my fruits and my oatmeal and that sort of thing that's like genuine or like dates, like things that are genuinely like very clean, whole foods that are just inherently sweet. I definitely make the effort to incorporate those in my diet. But at the same time, also I'll have healthier, quote unquote, versions of what I love. And then I'll have the real deal, I guess, if you'll say every so often. So like I have those mini um, blue bunny ice cream cones, which are so freaking good and rock my world. I'll have those every day or I'll have like the Oreo thins, which are still like the real deal. They're just smaller portion sizes to help me like in terms of weight management and all that sort of stuff and stay in my normal, I guess, caloric window, even though I'm not super big on calories. But those are great options for me to have or I'll have my snicker dates or things like that where... I'll have my sweet treats like every single day. Like if I'm craving something sweet, I will have something sweet. And that has just helped me so much instead of trying to be completely clean throughout the whole entire week and then having quote unquote cheat days or that sort of thing. Like that's where I feel like people will binge or will eat a whole dozen donuts or feel like they're, you know, can't wait for the weekend so they can have their cheat days. Like that sort of thing. Like it's just not the way that I want to live. And I feel it really causes segregation in your diet and, just separation in a way that doesn't need to be there and again will cause you to overthink things and just I don't know it also causes you to not listen to your intuition and your cravings in the moment like if you want something sweet on a Tuesday and you're like well shit I gotta wait for a Friday so I can eat it it just that doesn't vibe with me and that has also been to the point where my spirituality has branched into this, which I'm also going to get into later in this episode of how, you know, channeling more of my spirituality and getting into spirituality has allowed me to listen to my hunger cues and cravings more unapologetically. And when you don't let yourself have what you're craving in the moment or, you know, what your genuine desires are in the moment and you wait for the cheat days and don't have things in moderation, it really causes you to just neglect your body and your body's needs. And it severs that tie between you and your intuition and your hunger cues and your cravings and actually hearing what your body needs. Your intuition... Is a muscle just like how the same kind of theory how people say that discipline is a muscle, you need to work on it to accumulate and practice it to strengthen that skill. Same thing with your intuition, you need to listen to it and practice listening to it so that it becomes clearer and louder and easier for you to hear and listen to. And so same thing happens when you are neglecting your cravings throughout the week and wait for your quote unquote cheat day and don't have what you're craving in moderation. It's just kind of creating a distance and a block between you and your body and your body's needs you're between your mind and your body's needs, honestly, so like I said, I will have a sweet or a healthier version of it freaking every single solitary day. And then I'll, I'll have the ice cream or whatever, like every week or every two weeks, whatever, whenever I'm like actually feeling like I genuinely want it. Like sometimes these healthier versions completely curb my sweet tooth. And sometimes I'm like, I don't freaking want my bad bunny ice cream cone, bad bunny, (laughs) not bad bunny, my blue bunny, my blue bad bunny is a freaking Spanish rapper or whatever artist. But I'll, sometimes I'm like, I don't want my Oreo thins. Like, I want the real freaking. I'm craving ice cream or I want frozen yogurt with all the toppings on it. I'm like, I'll go to freaking Cold Stone. So, my next tip, which is also really freaking helped me and kind of goes hand in hand with the last thing I just said, remind yourself that you can have it whenever you want. This was honestly probably the biggest game changer for me. Sorry, for some reason, I wanted to check if the mic was on. Um, but. This was probably the biggest game changer for me fully, wholeheartedly, because this was something that I, because again, I feel like growing up, we did not have a lot of sweets in the house at all, quote unquote, junk food. We didn't have, we didn't have a lot of processed foods, it just, et cetera. And then also going into college, I just always made the choices for those healthier foods. Like for me, I just never even bought, because even second year of college, when I had my apartment, I wouldn't even really buy junk food or whatever, because I just we didn't at like I was never in the house growing up so I was like I'm not gonna have it in my apartment if that kind of makes sense like it was always something that I had either when I was at my grandparents house or when we were out and about and like that's when you went and bought ice cream that sort of thing it never was like we had this stuff inherently in the house which I know is kind of odd now that I'm thinking about it but I feel like probably a lot of you can relate to that it always seemed like you had to go out of your way to go get it. It was a treat. It was a once in a blue moon thing. It wasn't just like in our stock of our home. But like, for example, my friend Hannah, like her house was the house that was always stocked. Her pantry was stocked. She would have the fruit roll-ups. She would have the ice cream, all the sugary cereals. Like, And I remember her house was the freaking place. Like I was like, you're able to have it. Like to me, it was like having a massage chair in the, in the house. Like I'm like, you could get a like a, a massage like in your own home? What is this? Or like that sort of thing. So it always seemed like it was a fleeting thing like I had so when I was around This quote unquote junk food or the treats, it made me feel like I needed to have it then and now because I don't know when I'm going to be around it next. So, even if in the moment I wasn't hungry or wasn't craving it in the moment, I felt the need to have it then in the moment because it's going away. Like, now's the time for me to have it. So, that would kind of again lead me to be food focused. If I'm out and like in social settings, if I'm at a party, like someone's graduation party, it made me feel like I need to have it now because I'm not ever going to be able to have it again. So, that would kind of lead me to be food focused. Again, more anxious thoughts. This thought of the fooded treats being fleeting, kind of neglecting again my honest, true hunger cues and cravings. Because even if I didn't want it, I felt like I needed it then, because it was going away, or just simply because I thought it was fleeting. It made me want it in the moment because it wasn't an abundant thing. See, that's like principle of life. The more abundant it is, high, supply and demand. The greater uh, supply there is, there's less. You know, usually there's less demand for it because it's more easily accessible not to bring economics into this but so anyways telling yourself that you can have it whenever you want has changed the game for me because I'm like no you can go to the store and go get it if you want it if you if because let's go with this example for example let's say you're at a graduation party and they have some cake in the moment you're like I don't even really know if I want cake but I just feel like I want it because it's here in the moment and I feel like I don't know when I'm going to have it again that used to cripple me and be like I need I should just have it now when in the moment and that point now when I'm in those situations I'm like hey I don't really want this right now but if I really am still wanting it tomorrow for whatever reason I'm still thinking about it when I wake up in the morning you can go to some place and go and pick yourself up some cake we live in an abundant world there's stores everywhere and even if it's okay maybe you don't have a great cake shop near you but you can go get another treat you can go get ice cream you can go you know get candy at the store I'm just using this for example that like you can truly have it whenever you want. And just telling myself that has given, just lifted off so much of the weight off of like anxiety around food. I can't even explain why, but it just does. Anytime I'm out and I'm like feeling anxious, like, oh, there's a treat, should I eat it? I'm like- Listen, if you don't want it right now, no stress, sister. You can go get it whenever you want. Don't feel a need to have. That's another thing also. Maybe you do want it in a moment, but you feel like you need to keep eating it because you don't know when it's going to go away. Have your normal serving that makes you feel good, right? Curves the craving. That was delicious. My stomach doesn't hurt yet, but I also know people who will just keep eating it and eating it and eating it because, again, they think it's going to go away. Have your normal serving that makes you feel good. And then be like, hey, if I'm still wanting this the next day, I can just go get it. Maybe in three days from now, I'm going to want it. Just go get something else to curve that sweet tooth. Don't feel like you need to just completely binge right now because it's going away. It'll always be there because you can always go get it. I feel like I'm extending this point. But moving forward, next tip, another game changer for me is to realize that you don't actually want it all the time. Now, this sounds weird, but let me explain. When you think that you can't have something, you want it more. So, for example, previously when I thought the ice cream and whatever was bad, it made me want it like all the time. Like, oh, that always sounds good to me. I would so eat it right now if someone offered it to me because I felt like it was off limits, if that makes sense. And I, and so, like, I inherently just felt like I wanted it all the time. But when you actually kind of realized, when you're like, hey, if you were to think about it, if I actually had ice cream like every day, I would feel gross. I would feel sluggish. I know that it wouldn't if I had that much of like dairy consistently that would eventually catch up to my stomach and not make me feel good and I know that it doesn't align with my goals and I know that it doesn't align with like me living my best highest healthiest highest self life when you think about it just like yeah like I just I wouldn't have it all the time even if I felt like I would want to simply because it was off limits so sometimes I'm thinking like I'm struggling to explain this one but I guess when you think about sweets for a lot of people or whatever, some people like chips. I need to go for I need to t- attend to my salty people. If you like treats or French fries or that sort of thing, salty chips, not treats, chips or French fries or that sort of thing thinking about it in the sense of like hey I actually don't want this all the time because I know on the like sometimes it makes me feel really great mentally but on the back end I know that it makes me feel like crap physically and so reminding myself of that also kind of took away the constant like googly eyes over it if you will and feeling like I don't know how to explain it but yeah I guess like the googly eyes and just feeling more confident and again more of kind of back to that first point I've made where it makes me want to make the healthier decisions whether I'm at a restaurant or in terms of having an apple for something sweet as opposed to a cookie it's reminding myself of like hey these things are what's actually going to make me feel good and I want to feel good in this moment this is what's going to help me be stay more in alignment with my goals right now which is what I want in the moment so I am going to have that apple over the cookie that sort of thing of just reminding myself of it's I actually want to make the healthier option sometimes because you think about you take the time to be more mindful and intentional of the long-term effects, right? Like these sweets or the salty things, the, the french fries, the fast food, that might make that's going to make you feel good temporarily, but that's all it is. It's short-term gratification, but it's almost always going to make you feel crappy on the back end. Whereas, you know, choosing the apple or the salad or, you know, the taco bowl, that's going to make you feel those things taste great in the moment in my opinion, too. But they're also going to help you feel good in the long term for the whole day. They're going to make you feel better. They're going to be more in alignment with your long term goals, that sort of thing. So that has kind of reminded me of sometimes what I actually want is the healthier option. A lot of the times what I want, honestly, hence why I'm eating healthier things 80 percent of the time, because I know it's what makes me feel good. It's what's nourishing my body. It's honoring my body. It's helping my body operate at its highest potential. So. And so again, going back to that main concept, when you're choosing the food, choosing the option that you actually want, it doesn't feel like a chore and it makes you feel like you have more freedom and control of your life, which I feel like is way more powerful than people think. And the next tip that I have is to let yourself enjoy the treats. And this is kind of where my spirituality has come into play. Like I was saying, treats or your salty treats, whatever you want to, to, treats don't have to be sweet. Your sweet or salty treats, they are good for your soul and your inner child. And this was something that I neglected for so long. I've always loved treats. Always, always, always growing up. Growing up at my grandma's camp, like my dad would always... I guess pick fun at me of how much I would just eat and enjoy the treats like my eyes would light up like more than my siblings I'd be like cookies ice cream like yes like I would always want that like it's a part of my personality honestly and for a long time I was suppressing that part of my personality like especially when I was 17 up to probably 20 years old and when I just wouldn't really let myself have those things or I would pretend that like I wasn't interested if people wanted to get ice cream because that was also a big identity crisis because that was when I was starting to get into this health and fitness and all that sort of stuff. And I felt like I couldn't be passionate about health and wellness and fitness if I still liked treats and if I still wanted to eat ice cream. Like for me, that was like a fraud. Like that was me being a hypocrite. That was me not, you know, being discerning or having integrity with my word. And I realized you truly can enjoy both. Like just because you, I still enjoy and am passionate about health. There's still other facets about health. Health is not one dimensional. Health is not, like I'm trying to say, Enjoying treats is still part of your health, especially when you're talking about mental health and mental peace and sanity and all that sort of stuff. Like, yes, sometimes eating a lot of treats and overindulgence, right? There's a fine line between indulging and overindulging, but that's with anything in life, you guys. Too much of anything is still too much. Too much, like alone time and self exploration, still too much of that is still too much. You're going to feel isolated and sad and depressed. And, you know, that you can argue that for anything too much water is still too much, you know, it can damage the body. So just was the same thing of like, yes, you can still be passionate about your health, but too much of anything is still too much. There needs to be balance in what you're doing. And so you can still indulge in your treats without it being overindulgent. And so realizing that, I guess, has kind of helped me again so much and has allowed me to honor who I truly am and has given space to allow my inner child to come through and has allowed me to nurture that part of my personality like it's fun to go out and get ice cream and just enjoy those treats like I love all the fun colors of getting toppings on your frozen yogurt like all that sort of stuff so I realize that it's good for my soul health for my inner child to help you know give me help my mental space relax and not feel like I need to be so rigid and structured all the time with my nutrition and so I guess I've also learned to See it as a another facet of health. Like to me, I now see it as a healthy thing in terms of balance to allow myself to have ice cream and to have treats. Like now, it feels good when I do those things because I'm like I'm feeding my inner child, I'm feeding my soul, I'm letting my mind relax, I'm allowing myself to have fun, mindless fun, and allowing myself just to be in the moment, which is so freaking powerful. And that's just it's just crazy because when people think like a healthy relationship with food they think of the healthy foods that you're eating, but it's almost an oxymoron to think like, wait a minute, it's healthy for my, my health. It's healthy for my relationship with food to indulge in treats. And the answer is honestly, yes, because it gives you that balance and allows you to enjoy like all facets of life and allows you to not get so crazy on one end of the spectrum, which will in time will just be self-deprecative in time. And so, My final tip that I have for you guys is to let your body tells you what it needs. And this has also helped me so much with overthinking because I would always overthink, especially with how much to eat because I never really was into tracking my food. I would always overthink like what to eat, how much to eat. Should I have this if I had this this day, even if it was a certain craving? Our bodies are so freaking smart and they are one with us. This is again where my spirituality has really helped uh i guess shape this facet of my relationship with food but your body will tell you if you're craving something you're craving it for a reason your body will tell you truly what it needs and it will tell you how much it needs that's why we have hunger cues and so if you just relax release that anxiety sink into your body and just again practice what i said previously practice listening to your intuitive nudges practice l- listening to your cravings practice leaning into your hunger cues that's what's going to help allow them to become clearer and louder and easier for you to listen to and so you have to trust your body and this will come in time this has taken me honest I don't mean this in a discouraging way I just mean this in the sense of that it takes time it has taken me years so don't get discouraged if in the moment if now you you know the day you're listening to this you try to really listen to your hunger cues and your cravings it's hard for you it's still fuzzy that's okay in time it's going to become clearer and you're going to again how you need to develop that relationship with yourself This this relationship with you and your food and your body and what your body needs, that's also going to take time to develop as well. So have patience and grace with yourself. But I promise you that it gets easier and it gets clearer. And so if you're craving like fully, if I find myself craving a lot of carbs one day, if I actually think about it, I'm like, whoa, I actually didn't eat that many carbs yesterday. It's almost always like that to the T or maybe it's two days previously. I'm like, oh, I actually didn't eat a lot of carbs the past couple of days. And so now I find myself craving popcorn or rice or a lot of oatmeal or I really want to get ice cream that day. If I think about it, I'm like, actually, this is usually just because I'm low on carbohydrates. My body is craving more carbs. So that's something to consider, too. Like sometimes not always your cravings for like fast food or, you know, or Ice cream or donuts, that could just be an indication that you were malnourished on another nutrient previously. So, a lot of the times, it's if I, you know, have it, maybe I didn't eat a lot of fats, maybe I'm craving a lot of peanut butter or nut butter. I'm like, oh, that's just because I didn't have a lot of fats. Or again, if I was low on carbs, I might want more ice cream or donuts. I keep saying ice cream as my example just because I love ice cream and it's what I find myself wanting when I'm having a craving. But, or for example, if you're craving something really salty or fast food, like maybe you were low on salt that day, healthy salt, less processed salt, that sort of thing. So your cravings will give you insight to what you were lacking in terms of nutrients and nourishment the previous days. Um, So I would take a look at making sure that you're, you're, you're able to fill in any nutritional gaps that you might've had the past few days. Or if you've been feeling like, you know, you've, your, your nutrition has still been on point. It's honestly crazy because I bet you if you feel like nutrition was honestly on point, you really wouldn't have cravings. It's amazing how the body works. But if you still want ice cream because it's been a while, you want fast food because it's been a while, listen to that. Listen to your body is telling you because it's telling you that for a reason. And in terms of how much to eat, listen just freaking to your hunger cues. Things that help me is eating more slowly, making sure I'm hydrated, having really balanced meals of making sure I'm having high-protein meals with healthy fats and good um, carbohydrates in them as well with a lot of fiber that will help to make sure that I'm actually nourished and help with satiety signals and eating like that really helps me to have an honest picture of what my body needs because I'm filling in those gaps of nutritiously. Here's the thing. Your body is going to continue to eat until it feels like it has actually retrieved all of its nutrients. So when you're eating in a way that's very nutrient dense, it's, you're very going to get a very clear and efficient and effective picture of how much you actually need to eat because you're filling in all those gaps. If you're eating a lot of empty calories, your body's going to feel like it needs to keep eating. It's not going to feel satiated because it's looking for those nutrients. So that's why when people eat very nutrient dense foods, they feel more satiated while eating lower calories because they're, they're, eating very efficiently is a way to say it because they're eating in a way to check off all those boxes. So The body's like, yep, I got everything I need. I don't need to keep eating more calories to, to in search to find those nutrients. So that's just like a really big thing that has allowed me to help trust my body and trust my hunger cues. So uh, I feel like I just went off on a rant. Sometimes when I, I feel like I black out sometimes when I have these episodes because I'm just going off. I just am like, that was a lot. But the last thing I want to say, especially with being on like the other side of a quote unquote influencer with me growing up, you know, especially again, like I said, when I was 17, looking up to other influencers, other content creators to help with my relationship with food, I guess I just wanted to share where I am now being on the other side of things. I I'm still not perfect I still overthink what I eat sometimes I still feel like I'm not eating enough some days sometimes I feel like I'm eating too much some days sometimes I'm like did I get enough nutrients in like did I eat enough balanced food like sometimes I still overthink it and I just want to share that because I guess even now I just know how much of a normal person I still am even though I know some people think people will call me celebrities or be like I look up to you so much which means so much to me and I'm flattered and I'm honored but I still am 100% a normal person and I guess sometimes being where I am now I think about the the content creators and the influencers I still watch now and sometimes I wonder I'm like are they like fully completely chilling with their relationship with food like does it ever consume them do they over overthink it ever and It just makes me wonder. And so I just want to say like sometimes, yes, I do overthink it. And it's something I'm still always working on every single day, becoming more and more at peace with my body signals, with my internal cravings, with my intuition and with building a healthy relationship with food. I'm constantly working on it every single day. But I will say it has gotten infinitely so much better than what it was. And it has gotten so much easier than what it was. And those quote unquote struggles that I'm referring to now have gotten so much more quieter and they've turned into a fleeting temporary feeling that does not consume me nearly as much as they used to in the past. And so I just want to share that in terms of, no, I'm not perfect. I don't think perfect is ever the goal. I don't think you should ever have this expectation that you're never, ever, ever going to have to think twice about food because at least coming from me right now and the best information that I have, I don't want to give you guys an unrealistic goal and expectation, but I do want your guys's goal to Just be improvement to every day. Try to be more at peace with the food you're putting in the body, in your body, how you're treating your body, how you're fueling your body, how you're listening to your body. So I just want to let you guys know it does get better. It does get easier. This is a thing that I'm constantly working on every single day. And I think that that's okay and that's normal. And I think reminding yourself of that will help you to not also put so much pressure on healing your relationship with food and feeling like you need to create this perfect relationship with food. So for the affirmation for today, I hope this helps you if you're ever feeling like you're overthinking what to eat. It says, I choose foods that nourish both my mind and my spirit. One more time. I choose foods that nourish both my body and my spirit. I love you guys so freaking much. I really think I liked this episode. I'll see how it goes when I'm editing it. But I just feel like that was a whole freaking mouthful. But I love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I really hope this helped. And thank you guys so much for watching or listening. And hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Peace out.